We're going to be continuing our Holy Spirit series now, so we're going to be having Ed up to speak to us. And uh, we had Nigel last week, and he was explaining how the Holy Spirit is a gift from God, and the Holy Spirit always points us to Jesus. And uh, I think Ed's going to be sharing the next bit. So let me pray for you, Ed. Thank you, God, for all that you have been sharing with Ed this week. Thank you for the work that he's put in um, preparing. And I just pray that you would um, bring that to fruition now, that you would really speak to us through what Ed's prepared. Would you prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive what you want to be inspiring us to do, that if we have any changes to make or things that we can take from this and work on, would you inspire us and encourage us? Amen. Hey, thank you. Uh, morning, everyone. Um, you probably heard that a few times there. My name's Ed, and it's lovely to be together this morning. Our vision as a church is to help people to find Jesus, to love one another, to follow Jesus, and to serve the world. And across the Woodlands Church family, you know, over the last 40 years, you know, part of our call to, to serve the world, you know, baked into our DNA is, is kind of all about blessing the nations of the world, especially the poorest. Um, In the Bible, in the the New Testament, uh, Paul writes to the Colossian church and he gives them this encouragement. He says, the same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives. And and the reason why we celebrate uh, Global Partnerships Weekend at Highgrove here is that we we want to have our eyes open to what God is doing all the way around the world. And and actually, we want to realise afresh that he's calling us to be part of that. And it's really, really exciting. Uh, we want to be taking a chance to strengthen our partnerships with, with people who have a particular focus in their lives on being a blessing to other nations of the world. And whether that's they're based overseas, whether that's they're, they're based locally. And last night we had a, a meal here with many of our global partners across the church family. And, and you know, whether they were kind of visiting for, for, for a short while from overseas, whether they're kind of based locally and doing what they're doing. It was such an encouraging time to hear stories of, of what God was doing. And we, uh, we have a number of global partners that we're particularly uh, committed to and particularly close to here at Highgrove. And if you're new here um, or, or perhaps you've just kind of forgotten a little bit, I'm just going to give you a short summary uh, now of, of who those people are. So just have a look at the screen.
and uh, some really exciting news. Ken and Ali Barrett are in the UK at the moment and uh, they're going to be coming for a very special evening with us Monday the 20th of June, hosted by the Hatton Small Group. Going to be here between 7 and 9 o'clock and everybody is invited to come along and hear from Ken and Ali about all that God's been doing in and through them. There'll be a chance to worship, some light refreshments on the evening, so do come along. That's going to be here in the, in the back hall on Monday the 20th. Uh, but also, uh, excitingly, uh, the, the Aravello Squire family are across to the UK this summer and actually they're having an extended sabbatical in the UK to settle Emily into going to UWE uh, this year and so they're, they're arriving early July so we're really hoping they'll come and join us on a Sunday morning as well um, and share with us. Um, but as uh, Holly said, last week Nigel spoke to us, it was Pentecost Sunday, and he kicked off our, our Holy Spirit series, and he talked to us about you know, who the Holy Spirit is, and what does the Holy Spirit do, particularly looking at Acts chapter 2. And it was really great. Catch up online if you missed it, it was really good. Um, he's talked to the Holy Spirit being... Now, to be honest, I, I, at the time I was thinking, Nigel, you've made that word up. You've made that word up. But no, it is a real word, manifestational, that, that actually the Holy Spirit shows up. He's evident and present in our lives. That the Holy Spirit is, is motivational. The Holy Spirit stirs us up um, for, for mission, stirs us up to love one another, stirs us up to be his church, stirs us up for discipleship. And then finally, the Holy Spirit is missional. That's just something about the Holy Spirit in us that means that we show up, we turn up, we, we act, we step forward, we go. And so this morning, we're going to be picking up that, that last theme in particular, and we're going to be winding back to chapter one. So if you've got a Bible with you or you want to follow along on screen, we're, we're right at the start of the book of Acts, and uh, it starts a bit like this. Oh, I need my glasses. I do have glasses now, by the way, for kind of long thing. I just, I I'm not brave enough to wear them on a Sunday morning. And, um, no, it's fine. It's all right. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about uh, that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. You know, the book of Acts is a really, really exciting book. If you haven't had a chance to read it, it's action-packed. It was written by Luke, uh, the same Luke that wrote the Gospel of Luke. And he says at the start here about, I wrote about, in my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. And so actually in the book of Acts, what, what, what Luke is doing is continuing to tell the story of what all that Jesus continued to do through the Holy Spirit in the lives of the early believers. And as we, as we read on through this opening chapter, we read very, Jesus' very, very last recorded words. And last words are really significant um, in, in people's lives quite often. Um, and so he said these words carrying on from verse uh, 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the dates, know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Jesus 
commissioned, in his final words, he commissioned the disciples. And and he commissions them just as he commissions us today. You will be my witnesses. Speak about me. Speak about what I've done. Speak and live out what you have seen. Speak and and live out what you've experienced of me in your life. You know, another heart, actually, there's a a real simplicity about being a witness. You know, it doesn't require qualifications. It doesn't require a high IQ. It doesn't require special skills or special moves. Being a witness is not showing what we can do for God. It's showing and telling what God has done for us. Say that again. Being a witness is not showing what we can do for God. It's showing and telling what God has done for us. And Jesus commissions those early believers to be to be witnesses in ever increasing circles. He he says, you know, um, he, he says, you know, be uh, witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, that's a pretty good contents page for the whole book of Acts in terms of how it all kind of panned out. Um, but actually, it's a pattern as well for our own lives. You know, we're called to be witnesses in our own vicinity, in our own homes, in our own neighbourhood, and, and, and community, and in our city, and our families. We're, we're also required to be witnesses in our nation and then to other cultures and other nations too. And I don't know about you, this is true of me. In general, I, I, it's kind of really easy to kind of just see what's immediately in front of me, to kind of think about what's just immediately happening or, or the things that I can see or the things that are close by. It's easy for our worldview to be confined to, to our daily experience. You know, what is right in front of our noses? And it's easy to focus on, on you know, what's God doing in my life? What's God doing in my family? What's God doing in my church? But God is a global God. God is a global God. You know, probably the most uh, well-known verse in the Bible is, uh, it pretty much sums up the entire New Testament in John chapter 3, 16. If you're new to faith and you're looking for a place to start, this is a great place to start. But John says, for God so loved. And I just think it's amazing. God didn't just love, he so loved. Isn't that amazing? The, the love of God is not just a love, it's a so love. It's a so love. Um, And so for God so loved, he loved Christians. He loved BS9 and and a kind of a mile around in the perimeter. He loved uh, Western English-speaking people. He loved sorted people and respected people. For God so loved good people. But it doesn't say that. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The love of God, the passion of God, the heart of God is for the whole world. That There's not an exclusive group. There's not a target demographic. There's not a favoured few. It's a whoever. It's everybody. It's everyone, wherever you are, wherever you're from. And the good news is this, that there is a God And that his love is wide enough and it's strong enough to embrace all humankind without any kind of distinction or or exception. 
And that's why we care about global partnerships. That's why we care about global partnerships. God is as passionate about the places we've never been to, that we've never perhaps even heard of, uh, as he is about Seamills and Shahampton and Kings Weston and Lawrence Weston and Stoke Bishop and all around Bristol. Uh, and we want to be the same. We want to have that same passion and that same love. You know, Nicky Gumbel, uh, he says this, the world is in such a mess. People often ask, why doesn't God do something? The answer is that he has. He came in the person of his son, Jesus, to die on a cross and rise again for you. That's good news for you. It's good news for me. But it's good news for the whole world. And that's what we are witnesses to. And it's particularly appropriate on Global Partners Weekend that it falls just after Pentecost Sunday. Because, you know, notice the order of things as we read this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and then you will be my witnesses you know being witnesses for Jesus both close to home and to the ends of the earth it starts with being filled with the spirit uh, bringing the blessing of the kingdom of God to the nations of the world it's something that that is fueled by the fire of the spirit by the power of the spirit in his followers by itself um, enthusiasm isn't enough and by itself, an interest in foreign cultures and languages is not enough. Having money and having time is not enough. Now, they're all great. And yes, please, God, please pour out more of those things on your church. But what do we need most of all? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. The Holy Spirit working in us and through us can change the world. The Holy Spirit working in us and through us can change the world. And as Nigel said last week, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. That's the most fantastic news. But what we want to do is we want to keep asking for more. We want to ask for more power. We want to ask for more love um, as we seek to be his witnesses. And it can maybe, I don't know what you think, it can maybe since even the title of this series, Holy Spirit, we can sometimes feel when we talk about receiving more power from the Holy Spirit that it's, it's just you know, this kind of mysterious and extraordinary experience. And, and to be honest, it often is. It often is that, which is great. But actually, here's the thing. Um, power from the Holy Spirit is not just limited to strength for things beyond the ordinary. That actually the Holy Spirit also empowers us in our ordinary. The Holy Spirit empowers us in our ordinary. He, he helps and he guides us in our daily lives. It's, it's not just the super spiritual parts. The, this power also kind of involves giving us courage, giving us boldness, giving us confidence, giving us wisdom and insight and ability and, and authority. The Holy Spirit living in us helps us to become like Jesus and to be witnesses to what he is like. Through the Holy Spirit, you are Jesus to the world. You are Jesus to the world. And that's part of our witness. And he says... I will empower you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, close to home, in Judea and Samaria, the wider region, the wider city, the wider area, and then to the ends of the earth.